You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP, Andrea Parrott, Parrot Talk. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it with tales from all across the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, listeners, we're back. We're so excited to be talking to you again. Yes, for sure. We are back and ready to talk to everyone about all things Just Go Bike. Yeah, I had a really nice time away from the podcast. I have been biking hither and yon, So, but I'm glad to be back here in Iowa and focused in on RAGBRAI with a fresh set of legs. <laughs> yeah, and we're uh, coming to you listeners in the middle of November 2021, and there is all kinds of great stuff happening. So A, that's why we're back, and then B, we're back because we love it. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. And just like you, I've been doing a ton of biking as well, um, all over the U.S., actually. Um, But also happy to be back in Iowa, ready to get the fat bike out when it's going to start snowing, even though I don't know if I'm (laughs) ready for snow. I know. I know. uh, We just took our snowblower in to get serviced. So Uh uh, I've made a commitment to winter at this point. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not willingly. (laughs) Right. Well, I think like the biggest news that we should share with the listeners is that RAGBRAI registration is open. It's open. It's time to get registered if you want to ride your bike next July. Yeah, it's and RAGBRAI next year is going to be it's always the last full week of July, but this in 2022, it's going to be July 23rd through 30th. Mm. And it's funny because at RAGBRAI, our calendar year flips over basically between October and November, this time we make the logo, we have registration open. So oh, yeah. I made a post on social media the other day where I said, oh, it's 2022. And everyone's like, are you living in the future? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it literally took me 10 minutes to realize that was wrong. <laughs> You're like, actually, I am living in the future at all times. That's right. Well, at least until January, I'll be living in the future and then <laughs> catch up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know so. that there is uh, some new things happening. And the biggest one that I want to talk about is that you guys are now calling RAGBRAI an eight-day event. And I see yes. a lot of chatter on social media about it. You know, you've got the people who are like, wait a minute, RAGBRAI is seven days. And then you've got the other people saying, that's brilliant to say that it's eight days because it really is. So what's yes. the scoop? Well, look, there's been a lot of chatter. And first of all, anytime people are talking about your event, you're happy. I'm happy yeah. because it means people are thinking about RAGBRAI and they're, you know, even if they disagree with things, at least they're passionate about it. So yeah, yeah. I love to hear people talking about it. But the reason we decided to do that is, first of all, if you haven't seen our logo for 2022, it is a hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. And there's a popular book called Around the World in 80 Days. So it's a, a play off of that around across Iowa in eight days. Aha. So that's that's where it all started from. But we also we always felt like we never paid enough service to the Day Zero town, the the first overnight town where we all come in and we gather and we get ourselves excited for Rag Right. We're not actually biking. We all know it's only seven days of biking, but we're, I don't know anyone who really is only there for seven days. Right. Right. I guess technically you know? I'm there for nine because I go up 
the day before. Well, technically, technically, when I ride my bike <laughs> to Ragbri, but we don't have to get into those technicalities. But well, um, I almost when you were saying, you know, when it starts at the expo, I almost thought you were going to blow it and tell us the first town for 2022. <laughs> yeah, that's why they don't tell me because I would. <laughs> okay, so so day, yeah. you know, the first, I guess we're going to call it the first day or day zero is the day of the expo, which is a super exciting day. And I think we're going to get into that a little bit later. But the other thing that I saw online that was new is that there's no lottery. So what That's does that right. mean? Well, and it's, it's weird to have, it's a big change. It's different. I mean, we've had a lottery since, I don't know, the early 80s, I, or late 70s, where you know, we would literally get thousands of mailed-in paper applications that oh. we'd have to actually draw <laughs> in a real actual, like, you know, like a, a bingo-style lottery where you're like, we have a big drum and they're like, <laughs> I don't oh know exactly gosh. how they did it. But yeah. like, I mean, that's how I imagine it. But now um, we have the internet and we can just accept applications as they come. Sure. Um, I, you know, if you want to rag, rag, right, go ahead and sign up, you know, mm -hmm. um, the reason, the real, the reason that we set it up like this is because we have a lot of riders from out of state who, or out of country even, who have to make major travel plans to come and join us. Oh, sure. And we want them to be sure that they're going to be able to actually ride. Like, you know, somebody who lives in Texas has made their flight reservation, hotel reservation, charter reservation, mm -hmm. and they don't even know for sure that they're going to ride, right, right? I mean, it's not very welcoming. And we want to be a welcoming ride. Yeah. And so, you know, I never made the connection that the lottery happened way back when because everybody mailed in their paper applications. Yeah. Like, that's mind blowing to think about that because now yeah. I I don't even know the last time I like wrote anything like I know, on paper yeah. or I mean, I'm just I'm I mean, you know, I'm not a millennial, but I do everything online anymore. No, I know. I like fill out. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what I would fill out, but my hand always hurts. <laughs> like I, I was going to say I wrote a check, but I haven't had a checkbook in like a decade. <laughs> yeah, I don't even write checks anymore. Yeah. Oh, we're kind of dating so, ourselves. So anyway, um, I, I do think that I read, okay, so registration is open right now. And the mm -hmm. price is the same as it's always been, right? At 175 Yep. Okay. At 175 Through February 28th, you can get that price. And then after that, it goes up. Is that true? Yes, the price increases on March 1st to okay. $190. So it's only a $15 difference. It's not that big of a difference. Right. But the reason that we're sort of funneling people to register earlier is because if you don't all ask us questions at the same time, we can help you out a lot better. Yeah. It, it feels bad to have to copy and paste answers or feel like we're not helping people as much as we could be. Mm -hmm. um, and this way sort of spreads everyone out throughout the year a little bit more. So we can, I mean, if you think about it, if each and every one of the 10,000 writers emails us once that's 10,000 emails. Wow. And yeah. there's only three people that answer the emails and it's not any of our full-time job. Right. Yeah. So, you know, but we all are dedicated to helping everyone and obviously everyone is welcome to email us. Don't worry, we can handle it. But right, like, right. I feel like we can get a little bit more one-on-one -on -one time if sure. people come earlier. And then um, because of what you just said, also registration, you know, I don't know if closes is the right word, but is it still April 1st is the last day you can get registered for a, a week-long pass? For the week-long pass. And then the day passes will stay open until 
June 1st. Awesome. And the reason they close on June 1st is because we have to have time to package and mail everything. Yeah. And then the as usual, the red, the day passes will be available again on the ride. Awesome. I can so. tell you, I don't remember how many years ago, let's say, I don't know, 10 years ago, I literally went to register for RAGBRAI on April 2nd. And oh, it no. was like, do, 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 registration is closed. And I'm like, what? So, of course, <laughs> I'm one of the people that emailed you guys and was all like, um, are you sure registration is closed? And whoever wrote me back was like, yes, registration is closed. And so then I ended yeah. up having to get seven day passes, which, you know, was probably a hassle for you guys as much as it was for me. But that taught me to put it on my calendar to make sure I register on time. Yep, yep. I actually, now I've been working for RAGBRAI for almost 10 years, but I do remember way back in the day when I registered myself for the first time when I was right out of high school and I was, I was like, oh, I'm going to sign up for RAGBRAI. And my mom's like, Andrea, that registration closed like two months ago. I already signed you up. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a harsh reality. I mean, I'm sorry. It just, it's a fact of having to mail things yeah. and making sure that things get there on time. But like, right. it's not necessarily, you're thinking about bikes. <laughs> right, right. So, so anyway, so. remind everyone. So yeah. if people are listening to this before March 1st, get yourself registered. If you're listening after March 1st, you can still get registered. If you're listening after April 1st, you have a couple of months to do your day passes. Yeah. So, you know, get with the program or come see us on the bike, the ride itself. Yeah. We sell the day passes in the merch trailer. We love seeing people come. Awesome. But you have to, then you have to actually write with a pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> that's uh, the downside. So in addition to no lottery and it's, you know, now um, advertised as an eight day event, um, you briefly spoke about the jersey design. And can people actually go online and buy that merchandise yet? Oh, they sure can. Yep. Our gorgeous 2022 jerseys are available online. Um, if you buy them with your registration, you get $10 off. Oh. So I definitely recommend if you're planning on, I mean, I, some people may buy the jersey and not ride if they're buying it as a gift or if they just like it, which is awesome. But if you're already planning on registering, I would suggest bundling because then we just mail it right to you along with your wristband and it's all good to go. Awesome. The only trade-off with that is that you then have to wait to get your jersey with your registration packet. So, you know, you could you can get it sooner for 10 bucks more or you can wait and get it with your registration packet. Up hmm. to you. But the cool thing about this jersey, now we haven't really talked about the sad event that has happened recently, which is the passing of our co-founder, John Karras. Yes. Um, and we'll get to that in maybe a minute, but the Jersey does have a memorial to him on the sleeve. Mm. And we're also going to dedicate the ride to him oh, for, that's in awesome. 2022. That yeah. is so, awesome. Okay. But, so we have, you can get online, get registered, get your merchandise ordered. The big question is where will we be riding next July. So in the past, we've always done um, some sort of route announcement party. You know, obviously last year it was online, but do you have details yet on route announcement party? Oh, I sure do. Um, the thing about the route announcement party this year, is going to be just slightly different in that it's going to be on a Friday. Okay. So now it's gonna I, I be... have, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have heard a lot of chatter on the fact that route announcement party is on Friday and people... Yep need to understand the reasons because I think the reason behind it moving from Saturday night to Friday night, the reasons are brilliant. Well, if I don't say so myself. <laughs> so Friday, January 28th, it's, I'll say this before I even get into why 
it's not set in stone for the forever and ever. Amen. I mean, mm. if it, people end up not liking it, we can switch it back to Saturday. Mm-hmm. But the reason we have it on Friday this year is because um, we want to have at the Iowa Bike Expo on Saturday, each of the eight overnight towns that were selected, yes. they will be at the expo. So they're each going to have a booth there and they're going to be able to talk to you and you can make a person to person connection with maybe someone who's going to be running the campgrounds or maybe someone who can give you advice about what to do in the town or um, one of any different things that you may, any number of things that you may want to do while you're in the town. Just to put a face with the town and get to know them a little bit, the flavor of the town. Yeah, and it's just one more added excitement level for that town because now they're yeah. going to be get a tiny taste because the uh, the bike expo, which happens that Saturday, you know, that draws like thousands of people. So I'm sure yeah. some of these small towns are going to be like, holy moly, there are a lot of people that like riding bikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll be excited too to get because they have to put in a lot of work pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So it'll help get them and they'll be able to give each other advice because inevitably some towns have hosted before and some haven't mm-hmm. or haven't for a long time. So it's nice to, for them to network with each other before we really even get the ball rolling. Yeah. Okay. So, so we, uh, we can, or we, you and I will be attending the route announcement party for sure. Yep. But if uh, people listening want to attend. The page will go live on Monday, November 22nd. Okay. So awesome. it just depends on when you're listening to the episode, but it has either recently happened or it's about to happen <laughs> or yeah, either way, it'll be up online, online soon if it's not when you hear this. Okay. So um, in the route announcement, I mean, some of us are going to have kind of a big role, Murph. Yes, I am going <laughs> to be one of the MCs for the evening. So uh, this might be the first time in my, what, almost 30 years of doing RAGBRAI, I may know the route. A few uh, minutes before the rest of the world. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a surprise. I don't know how it's going to go. Maybe they'll just hand me an envelope and I'll be like the old days of Johnny Carson where I'll have to rip it open in front of everyone. I don't know. But I'm pretty... We're going to make you guess and then see if you're right. <laughs> I'll be like, and it's going to be this town. And then you guys will be like, nope. Nope. And meanwhile, everyone in the audience will be... Anyway, so the party is going to be like in years past, and you'll get lots more details. Like Andrea said, Monday, November 22nd, the link will go live and people can get registered and see what all is going to be happening. But then let me just add real quick. Um, So it is on the Friday. If you I know some people have to work and it's hard to travel on Fridays. It will will also have it virtually. Oh, so there's two different ways that people can attend. So don't you worry. We'll have you covered. Wow, that makes me a little bit sweaty to know that that many people are going to be watching me. (laughs) Uh, You're going to nail it. Don't worry. Okay, cool. cool. Okay, Okay, so then we should also point out that this event benefits the Iowa Bicycle Coalition, and they are a huge advocacy group um, that represents the whole state of Iowa. So don't you agree, even if you're not living in Iowa, you want good things to happen to bicycling in Iowa because you're going to come and ride your bike. Right. Right. And I mean, the infrastructure, cycling infrastructure, I mean, where I live in Des Moines, we have a fabulous bike trail infrastructure on doing no small part to the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. Yeah. But just the laws, I mean, sometimes they, the legislature here is, they do so many great things, but they also do some things that seem to come out of left field. Like one time there was a, a bill that was almost passed where 
everyone on Ragbri would have to wear a reflective vest. Oh, that's right. Mark Mark White and the Bike Coalition worked to make sure that that didn't happen because could you imagine riding in 100 degree heat in a reflective vest? No. no. <laughs> I mean, just the the thought. I mean, so things like that. It even if you don't see it benefiting you, it benefits you as a Ragbri participant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really love uh, working with closely with them and helping fundraise for them for this event. Yeah. And then speaking of the Iowa Bicycle Coalition, they host a, I think it's the biggest one day bike show in the Midwest called yeah. the Iowa Bike Expo. And it happens after you party, 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 you find out the route, you find a hotel room or a gutter, you wake up the <laughs> next morning and you head to the bike expo. Yes. So then route announcement is on January the 28th and then the expo is on the 29th. Okay. So just to get that clarified, I mean, it'll be all over the internet, so you won't be able to miss it, but it's the last Friday, Saturday of January. So on the 29th, it'll be the expo. And like I said, those rag by overnight towns are going to be there, but then, I mean, any kind of bike vendor you can think of, not just bicycles, but bike clothing, bike tourism destinations. I mean, you name it, you got it. Yes. And the Iowa Bike Expo is free to the public, which is pretty darn cool that you can go, uh, you know, like you said, get a chance to talk to the overnight towns and also, you know, get a new jersey or I think usually there are Des Moines breweries are there. So you can have a little sampling of a of a brewski and Mm -hmm. um, and you're benefiting the Iowa Bicycle Coalition again. So it's it's a pretty cool event. And I do know their website is live and it's iowabikeexpo.com. So after you're done listening to this episode, get over to the interwebs and find iowabikeexpo.com. Yeah, and you can see what you might be shopping for. Um, And yours truly will be there. I mean, you know, if anyone cares. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, me or you or both of us? Probably both of us. (laughs) Yeah, we'll both be there. I would venture to guess. (laughs) So if you have any bicycle questions, they'll be answered. Yeah. Okay, so whether speaking, we know the answer or not, <laughs> well, yeah, we and we won't make it up. We'll find the no, answer for you. That's so, right. Yes. Okay, so I feel like we've got a lot of good coverage on Ragbri registration. Of course, ragbri.com is your main source to go and look. And if you're listening to this, you know, end of after Thanksgiving or beginning of December, you'll have all the links for the route announcement party, for registration, for pretty much everything you want to know about everything to do with RAGBRAI, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, okay. exactly. So it's all coming to you pretty soon. If you, it's not that already, we like to have it available for people to talk about during the holidays. Yeah. So, yeah, I just love um, the idea of having the announcement Friday and then going into the expo even more excited because you already know, like, you know, I'm going to stop at that booth and see, you know, if, if they have, uh, whatever, a uh, world record of some sort that I need to check out, or if they have uh, some sort of sculpture that's really yeah. cool that I want to put on my list to make sure I stop by. So I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. And I should say that the Rag Bear merchandise trailer will be there completely oh. stocked. Okay. So all right. Good deal. We got all sorts of good stuff this year. Yeah. Okay. Hard question for you, Andrea. I also read on the interwebs that the family of Rag Bry has welcomed a new ride. That's right. We have a new baby. Actually, it's a fully grown adult ride. <laughs> but we have welcomed it to our family. It's Ride the Rockies is now a part of our same company, oh which is gosh. 
incredible. It's our company is technically called Ventures Endurance. It's a part of Gannett, which is the newspaper chain. Anyway, we have acquired Ride the Rockies, and I could not be more excited because oh, yeah. what a classic brand. Yeah, I mean, Ride the Rockies it's right up there on the whole. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I I do know Ride the Rockies has been around for a long time, many many years. So that's a well established ride that I'm sure a lot of people either have it on their bucket list or they have you know they can tell you that they did it. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those bucket list rides, and it's also extremely difficult. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but, it's like almost. I think I think I saw almost thirty thousand feet of climb over six days. The last, the one in 2021 was about 28,000 feet of elevation gain at over 418 miles. So this is no short ride either. Right. I mean, it's, it's, they had a rec, like a required hundred mile day anyway, but you know, you go on a ride like that because you love biking and you're going to get a lot of biking. Well, and think of the views. I mean, you were in the mountains of Colorado, like, oh my gosh. It's bananas. I mean, you may be dying, but you will have a beautiful death. <laughs> so I would guess Ride the Rockies is similar to Ragbri in that, you know, it's a lot of people. It's six, you know, it's multiple days. It's multiple routes. But I bet it's not the same as far as the festival atmosphere. Or maybe it is. Well, it does have, I mean, no, it's not the same. Because it's so hard. I mean, there are bands sometimes. There are things to go and see and do. But at the same time, uh, you're, you'll have just completed thousands of feet of climb. <laughs> so, you know, it's up to you how much you want to go out and do. But it's not the same as Rack by where you're going to go have, I don't know, half a dozen beers or more right. after riding. Right. So it does have a different flavor. But it's also so much of an adventure that I, you know, you'll be well entertained the whole time. Yeah. And that's this is just me going off of what I understand about it from I've never ridden it, obviously, but I think it might be in the cards for me. So I'll, I'll tell you uh, in more detail later. <laughs> <laughs> and did you you ended up going right for the um, mm-hmm. announcement of the welcoming to the family? Yes, we uh, flew out to Primal HQ, which is in Denver, Colorado. And Primal is our uh, cycleware bike jersey sponsor. So they hosted us there since we don't have an office out there at the time. Um, and so we all went out there and we, I got to talk to so many people. And the thing that is the same between Ride by Riders and Ride the Rockies Riders is these people are passionate. Mm. They love Ride the Rockies. I believe, don't quote me on this, Oh, it, this was the 35th Ride the Rockies this year. And there was a gentleman there who had ridden every single one. Wow. Which was just so cool to get to talk to him and learn about it. And um, I just can't wait to hear some more stories about all the different adventures people have had on this epic ride, like truly epic. Yeah. Ride. And I, I I definitely can feel that future podcast episodes will be talking about Ride the Rockies just because it's something new to the listeners. It's exciting for me, exciting for you. So I'm looking forward yeah. to learning more about it too. And um, the so the ride happens... Last year it was June 13th through 18th, so it's always those like teen days in the middle of June. Mm. So um, hopefully I'll be in shape by then. <laughs> right. I was thinking the same thing. Like that's a, yeah. There's not a lot of. Well, I guess there are a lot of hills in Iowa. I don't know. We'll we'll figure well, that out. Not like that. So <laughs> anyway, I'm getting the trainer out. Long story short, <laughs> and I just can't wait to to get to be more involved with it. It's such a a treat to be 
to have them as a part of our, um, I don't know if you'd say, um, group of rides that we'll be working on. So. Yeah, and I um, am looking forward to seeing photographs of you in Colorado in the mountains, and so I can share my excitement. <laughs> Passed out on the side of the road, <laughs> like just my arms above my yeah. head, laying there on the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah, you might you might need to. I have read up on their seg system. I was going to say you might have to, might have to make sure they have a seg service, but anyway, they yeah. Do. yeah. Um, so I think you know since. We've been talking a lot about Ragbri. You kind of mentioned it at the beginning, but we should really, you know, let's do a little tribute to John Karras because, like, yeah. if if he wouldn't have done that, you know, way back when Donald Call, yeah, him and Donald Call, like, deciding to do a bike ride to kind of get out of work for a week, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that they had no idea it would turn into what it is now. But gosh, if they would have never done that, you and I probably never would have met. I, oh, oh, don't say things like that. I, know. <laughs> I mean, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, and they had no idea. Um, there's this um, quote from John that I just love, and it said, invite the readers along. What a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so, I mean, he was known for his very sarcastic uh, sense of humor, <laughs> and this uh, sort of shows that. But, um, I mean how could you have any idea yeah. and how could you, I mean, any number of rides have popped up across the United States and have never been like Rag right? And it's because of the people of Iowa, but yeah. Karis and Cole saw that because of being, you know, so deeply involved in the community mm-hmm. and they got, they got themselves their butts on bikes. And, you know, it's, there's something about being out on your bike for a whole week. That's just appealing. Yeah. And I, have heard Mark, Mr. Mark Wyatt tell this story a couple times, but for many years, John rode his bike across Iowa on Rag Bry, and I think he had like a license plate or something on the back that said John Karras. And Mark mm-hmm. told this funny story that he would pedal up next to him and be like, well, hi, John. Is it your first Rag Bry? And John would look <laughs> over at him and be like, oh, geez, Mark, come on. You know, like I just Mark. <laughs> thought it was the funniest story because here's the guy that... <laughs> invented rag brian he's just riding along like everybody else well yeah i mean and he's just a normal looking guy you yeah. know he just one of an island who loved cycling um i do think he had a bike that said his name on it which i guess not everybody has that oh. and i believe that it's a bike world west here in des moines oh cool if you care to see it yeah but yeah it's pretty yeah neat. so um, i you know our thoughts go out to his family he was he actually was passing out patches in 2000. 21 right yes yes uh it was a point of pride for him he loved coming out and getting all the riders getting his picture taken you know shaking hands kissing babies he just loved being out on the ride and um he would do whatever it took to get out and be on the Karis loop and hand out patches even if it was just for a short time because you know the heat is pretty intense yeah. but he would do he he just loved being out there and seeing the writers and he would come to every Iowa bike expo as well. Yeah. I was just going to say, I remember, you know, this 2021 uh, bike expo was when, when the unveiling of the Karis and call sculpture, he was there and he, you know, helped, pull off the, the sheets and he kind of looked at it and he's like, oh, that's kind of weird to look at yourself like that. I just <laughs> thought it was like, so it was just so cute how he's like, oh my God, what is the big deal here? Like, you know, he doesn't, I don't yeah. think he realizes how important Ragbri is to so many people. 
I know. And I think that it's, it's pretty like intim- overwhelming to think about it. I mean, even as someone who's had a small part in it, uh, I can only imagine what it felt like to be so uh, integral to the whole story. Um, the thing about John, I, there's any number of stories that anyone could tell about John. And I'm sure that um, I'd love to hear your stories if anyone has one to tell us. Yeah. But, um, and I have some that I'm not willing to share on the podcast because <laughs> I, I think you'd be embarrassed. But if you want to, you ask me in person, I will tell you. But my favorite story about John, I mean, it's not even a big story, but when I came back to Ragbri, he called me to welcome me back to Ragbri, and that meant so much oh, to me. Oh, yeah. So that's one of my favorite memories of John, even though it was just a short phone call that didn't really, you know, it's it's not really even that interesting to talk about, but it just, it meant so yeah, much. Yeah, it meant a lot to you. So, and well, it probably yeah. meant a lot to him that he's like, all right, somebody's t- taking care of my baby. My, you know, the baby called <laughs> yeah. Ragbri, but I, yeah, so I'll never forget. No. I found a quote. Um, I think it's from the Des Moines Register that I want to read to you because it just is hilarious. And it, to me, it describes Karis to a T. So his quote is, what do we do if we're out there on the road between nowhere and nowhere and it starts to rain? Well, we'll probably get wet. And when the rain stops, if we haven't found shelter on a farmhouse porch or in a barn, we'll dry out. I just love that because he's just like, well, of course you're going to get wet if it rains. Like, I just, uh, I thought that was really funny. That's perfect. It sums him up. Um, So the one thing about Karis's memory that we're not, I haven't really mentioned yet. I don't know if you know or not, but the t-shirt company Raygun out of Des Moines has made a couple of shirts that are John Karras quotes, oh, cool. including the invite the readers along story, which I've purchased, but, um, and another one, but all the money from those are going towards keep Iowa beautiful. Hmm. So it's a nice fundraiser in his honor. Awesome. And do you want to tell the listeners, um, the sculpture that's always also in his honor where that's located? Hmm. Yeah. So we just had that and it's been in the works for some years now, but it was just installed this spring due to COVID, it was a little delayed. So it was installed in the spring and John was there and he was able to see it. Um, the sculpture of Kerrison Call is located in Waterworks Park oh. in downtown Des Moines. And it's in a really nice new developed area that they've made um, with an amphitheater and some really cool lighting. But not only that is there's an open, nice public bathroom with little, not just water fountains, but the kind that you can fill your water bottle in. So it's really bike friendly and it's sort of at the nexus of several different bike trails around the Des Moines area. So it's really perfectly situated. So if you're biking around Des Moines, mm-hmm. see if you can stop there and just check it out. It's this sculpture is made so that you can put your bike under Karis and Call's hand. So it seems like they're holding your bike up yeah. for you. So it's kind of neat. Yeah. I have a picture of that exact, exact thing. He's holding my bike yeah, up and yeah, I'm kind of so. looking up at him like, Hey, thanks man. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the sculpture is awesome. And, you know, we are, it was a lot of the funds for the sculpture were generated by you, the writer. Mm -hmm. So different teams, different clubs, different organizations and individuals all fundraise money for this. Um, So it's a really cool way to honor him. Oh, yeah. And I also think a shout out to you guys at Ragbri for honoring him by putting him on the jersey this year, I think, or for 2022. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And it's something we did for Colin, we did for Greeny. So It was the least we could do for him. And he passed away in the time of year where we're able to plan some cool stuff right. to honor yeah. him. So we're going to do that on the ride as best we can. Awesome. So speaking of Karis, 
tell the listeners what they're going to hear next. Oh, I'm going to tell you. Um, the first, if you don't remember, for long-time listeners will know, but the very first episode of Just Go Bike was an interview of John Karras by Kyle Munson. So, you know, we don't do a lot of reruns on this show. We don't replay episodes very often, but I felt like it has been four years, and I think there's nothing more appropriate than learning about and hearing from Karras in his own voice. And, of course, Munson is an excellent interviewer, Mm -hmm. so he really does it justice. Awesome. Well, let's uh, take a listen to the interview of John Karras. This is Kyle Munson for the Just Go Bike podcast. Uh, When I'm on the mic for this podcast, I like to say, uh, to remind you that life is not a race. It's a wonderful wacky ride. And one of the reasons, one of the men most responsible for why I do say that is sitting with me right now. Back in 1973, John Karras was a copy editor with the Des Moines Register when he and his friend and colleague Donald Call created a bike ride across the state of Iowa that would be called RAGBRAI, the Register's annual great bicycle ride across Iowa. Basically what they did was create Woodstock on wheels. And the event that is largely responsible for the bicycling culture that we know and love today, or the culture that sometimes we curse when we're struggling up a steep hill. But I'm happy to be with John here today, this morning. Um, John, uh, back when you started RAGBRAI, when you and Donald Call started this state uh, bicycle ride across the state, you called yourselves wannabe hippies. (laughs) <laughs> Why were you a wannabe hippie? Well, because we were middle-aged already. I was 43, and Donald, I don't remember, he's maybe six years younger than I am. And uh, I, I kind of wanted to be a hippie, but I could never make, make the grade. <laughs> you, were an, you were a working man in Iowa, so you're just too responsible, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, we had kids, and I'm married, and four kids, and... That's, that's that's hardly hippiedom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was struck. So um, obviously, the bike ride started that first year. You guys had no idea what you were creating. But then, when the second year came along and you decided to do it again, you wrote something which really stuck with me. So here you were describing um, kind of the philosophy for what what was called Sagbri or the second annual Great yeah. Bicycle Ride. Um, And here's what you wrote at the time. You said, As I've been trying to convey from the start, the basic approach to SAGBRAI must be one of cordial, informal, happy insanity. I love that, happy insanity. (laughs) What do we do if we're out there on the road, between nowhere and nowhere, and it starts to rain? We'll probably get wet. And when the rain stops, if we haven't found shelter on a farmhouse porch or in a barn, we'll dry out. How many miles do we ride before stopping for meals and water? As many as we wish. In riding 60 or 70 miles a day, how long will it take? Just as long as it takes. Not a moment longer. <laughs> now, <laughs> to my mind, that is, um, that is the philosophy that established RAGBRAI and the way that people still act out there on the road and really the, a lot of the way that people approach bicycling across the United States. How did you even think to approach it that way? Oh my goodness! Uh, 
<laughs> why were you so why were you so laid back about it well <laughs> I, I can't answer that I, it, it just seemed like a, a, a fun way to put the thing together yeah. uh, it uh, I don't know just I just I just enjoyed doing that yeah I mean were you kind of were you and Don kind of products of um Baby, baby boomer idealism or something like that? Uh, we're a little older than that. Yeah. And uh, very responsible people. Yeah. Disgustingly responsible. <laughs> <laughs> was, I mean, was bicycling for you a way to get away from the responsibilities of life? Oh, I, I never thought of it as getting away. It was more like getting into something. It was really a lot of fun. And it, the... Uh, you drive around Iowa, and it it doesn't it's not very impressive in a car. And one of the things that we found, Don and I found on bicycling, um, when you bicycle through Iowa, was stunning, incredible. Um, you approach a a river valley, and there are a lot of river valleys in Iowa, and it's full of mist. And it's morning. It's just glorious, beautiful. Yeah. And, and uh, you kind of fell in love with, I guess, the landscape of rural America on bike. Very much so. Wow. And this was before you were doing this way before anybody, I guess, did this as a popular pastime. <clears throat> I mean, you guys were out there with what tractors and cars, basically. Yeah. I mean, there weren't a lot of bicyclists on the road with you, I Oh, assume. no. No, there weren't. No. No. Um, how did you approach doing those? I mean, it's pretty well documented. I mean, you guys started doing longer rides before you created this state-long, this state-wide bicycle ride, which is what led to Ragbri. How did you guys approach those longer rides? It was kind of a discovery thing. Um, I had had a bike as a kid. But I never did any long-distance bike riding at all. In fact, I grew up in Cleveland, and there wasn't any place to ride a long distance <laughs> in Cleveland. Um, and so this was all a, a kind of a gee whiz, look at this kind of experience. Uh, it was uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, and why... Why were you and uh, Donald Call such good bicycling partners, I guess? Was there something that made you a good duo on two wheels? Oh, I have no idea. We, <laughs> well, we, we were very good friends. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't just bicycling. We, were, um, we got together a lot with, with our wives and did a lot of things together. Yeah. Um, you know, something else you wrote, I mean, you've written... I mean, through the years, obviously, a lot of columns about bicycling yeah. and about Ragbri, and you wrote a book about, um, you know, Ragbri, or as you like to say, it should be called Ragbray. That's the proper pronunciation. <laughs> but um, you said that, no, you and Donald Call hadn't the faintest intention in 1973 when we invented Ragbri of creating the most successful newspaper pro promotion since <laughs> William Randolph Hearst started the Spanish-American War. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Indeed, our intentions were modest to the point of embarrassment. Our only go goal was to talk the register into paying our expenses while we tootled across the state on our bikes. 
we also assumed it would be a one-time event rather than what Call later called a life sentence. We hadn't anticipated the incredible enthusiasm that the ride generated, nor had we anticipated the wonderful hospitality of people throughout Iowa. Now, yeah, I mean, here we are sitting, obviously, all these years later still talking about bicycling. Um, do you ever... I mean, do you like what bicycling has grown to become? Has is it? Uh, do you love all the trails? Do you love the industry? Do you love the spandex? I mean, uh, has it become a monster in some ways, or are you in love with modern bicycling? Oh, I don't think it's a monster at all. I think it's, I think it's marvelous. You know, this is this is turned. This country has become a, a sit on your butt country and bicycling gets people out and gets them out in the air gets them get your heart rate going and it's just uh, except for the occasional accident there's hardly anything bad about it yeah and to my mind yeah you're right it gets people like you say you you discover the world in a whole different way you uh, you're out in the world and you're exercising uh as you've written about before i mean you were a bunch of uh, a lot of these bicyclists back in the early '70s were a bunch of cigarette smokers. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. well yeah, I, I was a two pack a day <laughs> until until I was forty. Well, I'll tell you, that's another thing that happened. I quit smoking because of the bike ride. The first year, I had one teenager following me all all week long. He found me every day. He's a kid from Grinnell. And the next year, I had four of them. And we'd go, go up, we played games, and we did all kinds of stuff. Uh, try, to, try to go up a hill with one pedal, <laughs> stuff like that. And we'd get up to the top of a hill, and we'd get off to rest, and I'd light up a cigarette. And here these guys are, these kids are, they're poking each other and looking at me, and what kind of jerk is, am I? <laughs> I've got to quit this. I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm a folk hero of these kids, and I'm smoking cigarettes. It's ridiculous. And so it took me a year to quit. It was the worst thing, one of the di- most difficult things I ever did because it really is addictive. Uh, and uh, But it, I think I'm a, certainly a healthier person for it. But- could you ever have imagined yourself as a bicycle racer? Or a- no, absolutely not. Um, I've never been a fast, fast cyclist. Um, I I tried to get into some local. I I entered some local races at, at one point, or tried to, and when the gun went off, my race was over. <laughs> so <laughs> it really, I was too slow. Never, never could work up any speed when you were um when you were bicycling in the 1970s i mean you guys typically always biked on roads is that right country roads country roads well that was another discovery the secondary road system in iowa which like an amazing network of bike paths uh hardly any traffic at all and that's one of the things that's made ragbury possible actually yeah 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 um, did you ever enjoy, really enjoy bicycling in another state or some other part of the world? Was there any other place in the world that really um, you fell in love with as a bicyclist? Oh, not specifically, no. We've, we've bicycled 
somewhat in West Wisconsin, Minnesota. Uh, we biked in in Holland and southern France, but that's years and years and years ago, a long yeah. time ago. I appreciate you sitting down, um, John, to talk about all this. And you know, like I say, I think you've waged a big influence on bicycling culture nationwide, let alone in Iowa. Um, we always ask people, though, we try to ask people, what's your favorite kind of pie? My favorite kind of pie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, cherry. Cherry? Yeah. Is that, is that lifelong? or is uh, why, well, I can't why? remember when I didn't like cherry pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair answer. Thanks so much, John, for sitting down with Just Go Bike. Appreciate it. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. Okay, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just just go go bike. bike!